Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Don't you always want to be the best you can be? The Frankie Boyer Show. What is this? It's more than a lifestyle show. It's a show about living in today's world. I think something is happening. Frankie enthusiastically brings an amazing eclectic mix to the airwaves. You got that right. One of the reasons she's earned legions of loyal fans is very simple. When you listen to the Frankie Boyer Show, you just never know what's going to happen next. So listen for yourself. Here is Frankie Boyer. And welcome. It's nice to have you right here on Biz Talk Radio. Well, my first guest, we go back a lot of years, and she has always been very cutting edge, very cutting edge with her reporting for health for the Boston Globe newspaper. Now, fans of of Judy Foreman are very excited because Judy has written a brand new book getting rave, rave reviews. So, Judy Foreman, welcome back. You've written many. You've written many books. How many books have you written? I mean, you've you've done a lot of books. Yeah, but not too, not, not too many to count. I've done three nonfiction books, and this book, Chris Bird, is my first novel. My debut novel, as they say. Very so. exciting. Very exciting. Okay, so let, let's talk about the premise of this book and what led you to write a thriller. Is this like something, Judy, that's been inside you for years and you finally had the opportunity and the chance to do it um i'm not sure i mean i loved journalism so it wasn't like i had turned my back on that at all uh but i but some of the stuff that i learned as a reporter including about a lot about genetics and molecular biology and this new gene editing technique called CRISPR, I did find myself thinking about that a lot. And I thought, I don't know, I just had the idea that I'd like to try writing a novel. I'd taken a couple of fiction writing courses and I thought, oh, I could maybe do this. Um, It was interesting, though, writing a novel is like the complete opposite of writing news stories or even columns. And with the news, you, you write sort of in what they call an inverted pyramid with you load the top very high you know the high up part of the story has all the facts all true and gradually you sort of do the details later on writing a novel i learned the hard way is you do not tell the truth necessarily (laughs) and you (laughs) tell it all at once you sprinkle it out like little breadcrumbs and you throw in little tidbits to throw people off i was not all novels but certainly a mystery or a thriller I can say the science in this book is is absolutely truthful. I went to great lengths to check it out multiple times with a wonderful Harvard geneticist who people may have heard of, George Church. He was of course, yeah, 
he actually made sure helped me with every every fact every uh every molecule in the book um and uh it, it was great fun but also difficult to switch from journalism writing to um to fiction writing i had to learn i my editor suggested throwing in some you know some red herrings to throw people off and you wouldn't do that ever in journalism <laughs> so it was no you wouldn't so how long did it take you i mean when you're writing a column i mean you know my first gig in life was the boston phoenix newspaper so i know that uh-huh. deadlines deadlines were critical critical even at boston magazine a monthly when i was there i mean we needed to get our i mean it was every every minute was accounted for right Right. And luckily, I'm a very fast writer. So I actually love deadlines. <laughs> I, I could, you know, just do it. Um, you know, the book obviously didn't have a deadline per se. Um, but uh, I kind of had my own self-imposed deadlines. But but they would slip. You know, I sort of say, OK, wait a second. I got to slow down the process. This is not a daily newspaper this is a novel. And I rewrote it, oh, God, four or five times. Um, at one point, I decided to make it in first person. So the the heroine was speaking in, in the first person. And then I realized after I changed all the she's to I's and all the hers to mine and all that, you know, with, with the computer function, um, it didn't work for all chapters because you can't really describe something um you know, in third person, if you've been doing it in first person. So I switched it all back to third person. Um, and there was that. And then I rearranged the order of the chapters a number of times. Um, and you have to be careful about your characters. Who knew what when? Because you, the writer, know what happens. But you, your characters can't know it till it's their turn to know it, you know. So there's yeah. a lot of things uh, <laughs> that you don't have to do in journalism. As you know, but Judy, you wrote a book. You wrote a book. Oh, my God. When was the book on exercise? I can't remember uh, when you did that book. Yes, it's called Exercise is Medicine. That's my most recent nonfiction book. Yeah. yeah. We, we, still, we still are so not understanding the exercise story. So we're late to the game. Now, with this new book, we're very late to the game. We're just starting. I mean, my biggest complaint about this whole thing during COVID is why haven't we been screaming from the hilltops, eat this, not that? And why haven't we been talking about the benefits of, of movement, Judy? I I know. I feel like every time I write a book, something terrible happens, like, you know, Russia's going <laughs> to invade Ukraine or covid happens or the election happens or something it's really hard to get traction on things that are not like front page news in terms of exercise i mean in in some ways that was my that was certainly that was my favorite nonfiction book and it's so important and people just can't get themselves to exercise i mean there are people like me who do it and it's just you know it's a non-negotiable part of the day exactly I love that. Non-negotiable. Yeah, it's exactly right. It is non-negotiable. But many of my nearest and dearest, for them, it's it's negotiable. Well, if I have time, if I have energy, 
you know, and, and once that happens, you don't have time and you don't have energy and it doesn't happen. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. All right. Now we have to get into CRISPR. The CRISPR. CRISPR. Yeah. Let's let's talk about CRISPR for just a moment and what that is, and why this is so historic on so many fronts. Well, thank you. Um, so CRISPR, uh, I hope people don't get too intimidated by this, but I will say what CRISPR stands for. It's an it's an acronym. It's C R I S P R, and hold on to your hats. It stands for. Clustered, regularly, interspaced, short, palindromic <laughs> repeats. <laughs> and you do not have to remember that. Basically, no, no, no. what it is, <laughs> is a, a, a part of a co- the code of, you know, DNA is the code of life. And that's what our chromosomes are made up of. Gene, genes are just chunks of DNA. And um, the DNA is the chunks, the letters, the, the little molecules, the little sub-things in, in DNA are clustered together along these long strands in certain patterns. And there's a pattern that repeats a bunch of times, and that's what they call CRISPR. And um, basically, the technique of CRISPR is to um, basically hook uh, a little molecule of RNA, which is like DNA, only slightly different, and with a kind of molecular scissors, so the thing, the CRISPR um, entity chunk goes along the DNA just like um, that thing on the zipper, the zipper pull when you're like zipping up your jacket. It cruises along the, those strands of, of teeth in, in the zipper. I mean, imagine that being the DNA and lands on the spot that you've programmed it to. And once it's there, this little molecular engine can cut out a gene. It can put in a new gene. It can modify a gene that's already there. Um, so it's incredibly powerful as a way of curing diseases, but also... I was just going to say, it, it could be the future for all of us. It's not science it fiction. Is. It's really the future. Absolutely. It's, it's here. And it's actually wonderful, but with every scientific advance, you know, think uh, nuclear fission and nuclear fusion, um, there, there's a downside. You, you can manipulate genes in a way that um, could be used for evil. And so for this novel, I hit on the idea, I'm still not sure how or why, <clears throat> of making the geneticist an evil guy. And uh, in the story. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you. Wait a minute. Hold that thought. We will be back in just a moment. Judy Foreman is here. It's a medical thriller getting rave reviews. I mean, phenomenal reviews. We'll be back with Judy in just a moment. But, Judy, give us the best website and where people can find the book. It's judyforeman.com. J U D Y. F as in Frank, O-R-E-M-A-N dot com. And we'll be back in just a moment. This is Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know about you, but when a former writer, a former columnist for the Boston Globe writes a new book that happens to be a thriller, I might want to pick it up because she might know something that we all need to know. And welcome back. It's Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. Judy Foreman is the former Boston Globe health columnist, and she's written many books, but more for us to become informed. This is her first debut novel. It's called Chris with a D at the end, CRISPR with a D. And you're getting Robin Cook, international best-selling author himself, Dr. Cook, loves this new book, is giving it rave, rave reviews. It says that you will just have you on the edge of your seat, but will enlighten you about the power and potential dangers of the new gene editing technology crispr getting great reviews judy congratulations thank you very much so i suspect the premise of this book but you're saying the science because you had of course um george uh, church professor at harvard school and mit he was kind of like your go-to guy, but but I, I suspect that this is more true than one could imagine. Is it fair to say? Well, um, true. <laughs> let me let me change true to accurate. <laughs> um, I I use uh, Dr. George Church and a number of other scientists to make sure I understood the gene editing technique called CRISPR correctly. And I fact-checked everything with, with those people. So I know the science is completely correct. The uh, trajectory of the story is, is my imagination, but it's not that far from reality. In, in my book, let, let me back up. In the real world, CRISPR is a very powerful way. It's kind of a way to cut and paste uh, genes to change them to remove a gene, put in a new gene, modify a gene that's there, right. which has enormous 
enormous potential for curing and ameliorating lots of diseases that are genetic, not necessarily, you know, people think heredity, but genes can go bad, you know, after you're born, not because of your parents' genes. Um, there's sort of always nature and nurture involved in in, in, in just a, lum, a number of diseases. So the science is absolutely right. I, I don't know how, but I hit on the idea of having an evil geneticist tinker around with CRISPR and take out a healthy gene from certain embryos and put in a lethal gene. And from there, the story kind of takes off. Um, so it was fun to speculate about this, but I can mention that um, several years ago in 2018, uh, a Chinese guy, a Chinese doctor, um, named Hei Jiangqiu, uh, actually did do something he shouldn't have done. He used CRISPR to genetically alter a gene in the embryos of twin girls. He was oh my gosh. He violated all the ethics um, protocols. The international science community was on his case instantly, as were, was the whole press internationally. He ended up uh, in, under house arrest. Uh, he claimed he was trying to protect them with this new this new gene insertion against HIV AIDS, but it, he did not obey the usual scientific protocols where you do not uh, tamper with embryos. Um, for people who might be a little rusty uh, on the science, if you tamper with um, gene, with cells that are already in your adult body, um, that those tampering, those changes do not get passed on to the next generation. But if you mess around with eggs and sperm or embryos, those genetic changes can be passed on. So that's what people are very, um, ethicists are very concerned about, obviously. Um, so anyway, the ethics or anything else, but it's, um, I, I, you know, every time I reread the book, I think, wow, <laughs> this, this is kind of cool and kind of scary. Um, my point was not really to scare people because I think this is an incredibly promising uh, development. Oh, absolutely. Like, yes, very there promising. Are there are dangers, yeah. As you know, there's that double-edged sword. You know, when we when we know yeah. too much um, and have that power, unfortunately, that's the way it kind of unfolds in life. And we hear about yeah. we hear about it all the time. I mean, I just saw a story the other day, which I couldn't believe that the um, sperm bank was supposed to give the the husband of the woman his sperm and of course it didn't happen and they found out through one of those genetic testing kits that he wasn't her real father there was not a match i know i read that too yeah that that's not involving that's a, a human screw up <laughs> a human that's screw up yeah with genes. <laughs> but yes it is scary um but it's it's more scary to think about uh, somebody tinkering with your your genes that you could pass on to your children, or even you know to cure your own uh, disease because um, you know if they make a mistake or the CRISPR uh, molecule lands in the wrong spot, that could be bad. But there are some examples of of what good um, this stuff is doing. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that, but we certainly can. Yeah, absolutely. Why, give us give us some examples because for many of us, we practice epigenetics, 
because of the, the genes, we silence the genes we were born with by diet and exercise and lifestyle. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it exactly that way, but um, certainly diet and lifestyle have a huge effect on our health. Um, but there are some bad genes or mutations in, in good genes that cause disease no matter how much you diet or exercise. For yes. Instance, sickle cell anemia, which mainly affects African Americans, that's something you're, you're born with. It's a gene that your parents pass on to you. And um, there's been some very interesting research using CRISPR to attempt to cure sickle cell, which would be a huge development. Huge. Oh, um, my God. That would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Last Last June in 2021, uh, some scientists from Harvard and the Broad Institute, which is part of Harvard and MIT, uh, used a form of gene editing to successfully treat sickle cell in mice. And just recently, uh, scientists elsewhere in Texas managed to to treat a teenage girl with sickle cell, and she seems to be cured. Um, Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That's amazing. We have to take a quick, we have to take a break again. Judy, this has been so fabulous. Congratulations on your new medical thriller on sale now. Judy Foreman, give us the uh, good details, please. My website is judyforeman.com. J-U-D-Y, F as in Frank, O-R-E-M-A-N.com. Congratulations, Judy. Thank you. So happy for you. And we'll take a quick break and be back in just a moment. Frankie Boyer, stay tuned. Biz Talk Radio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm up on the tie wire. One side's ice and one is fire. Yeah. Ah, welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer, and it is such a delight to welcome my next guest. He's known as the Ambassador of Joy. He's a mental health activist. He is a man that cares about all of us multi-patent holding entrepreneur, speaker, author, 
The book, by the way, is The Joy of Living. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the part of the story that you need to understand is that he's a former quadriplegic who is now swimming around the world. His podcast is The Joy of Living. It's heard globally by hundreds of thousands. He has over 3 million downloads. 3 million. And this book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, is available on Amazon and Apple Books. And Barry Shore, welcome, welcome, welcome back. It's been too long. But we need joy in our lives. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, loving, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Now, wonderful Frankie, who I love desperately. How can I make the catechorical statement that all the tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of people that are listening right now are all good-looking? Because by definition, if they tuned in to listen to you with your transformative energy and information, by definition, they're always looking for and finding the good. That's a good-looking person. Looking for and finding the good. In this tumultuous world... And boy, is it ever. How do you still find the joy? What is it, the reservoir that you go to? Well, the simplest answer is the word itself. First of all, I'm so honored and humbled to be back here with Frankie and and sharing at this particular juncture in everybody's life. We're at the end of a soul year, about to enter a new time, and a year that has been, as you say, tumultuous, traumatic, and topsy-turvy. And here's what I use, and I've helped, thank God, many, many thousands of people. And it is by using the three fundamentals of life, Frankie, that one can learn to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. The three fundamentals are, number one, number one, life has purpose. And when you live a purpose-driven life, number two happens, in this case, a good number two, and that is you can go mad. You lead a purpose-driven life, you go mad. Mad stands for make a difference. Everything you do in your life can make a difference for yourself and for someone else and for lots of people like you, Frankie Boyer, influencing hundreds of thousands of people around the globe. And number three fundamental of life is to unlock and uncover the secrets and the powers of everyday words and terms. And one of the most beautiful words and terms that can animate anybody's life is the word smile, right? Smile. (laughs) Who doesn't love that? But smile is one of the most powerful acronyms you get ever internalized, utilized, and leverage in your life because smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. When you can do that, now you can go deep into that reservoir and your eyes and your heart and your mind can be looking for and finding the good. It is everywhere. So, Barry, you were in a wheelchair, paraplegic. Tell us the story. Very profound story. Imagine the following. Standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening be in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Not from an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, a rare disease which I never heard of the day before, took over my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing in the body moved. 
144 days in hospital. I was two years in a hospital bed in my own home, Frankie. I could not turn over by myself. Two years. Four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand, which you know because we've met and you've seen that. Uh, but I still cannot walk up the stairs by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. I have helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Did you hear my voice? Positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant. And it's all because of this word, smile, seeing miracles in life every day. But i got to tell you just a quick story, though. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago, and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we still smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. I said, smile, smile, sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. Out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. But what was she yes. doing, Frankie? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. we got to do that. CREATE is a wonderful acronym that stands for Causing Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. This is where you excel. See, Frankie Boyer brings us insights, intuitive understanding of life in the most positive, purposeful, powerful way. But it's up to each one of us. We can do this. You have a brain, a hundred billion brain cells, a hundred and twenty trillion synapses connecting them, and they're more they're there for more than deciding what kind of latte you want this morning. The ability to choose in life, choice not chance, determines your destiny. So you choose to see the good, the positive, the purposeful, the pleasant, and you know what's gonna happen? You'll find it. That's the deep. Absolutely. You smile. Seek what there's there's an expression, seek and you shall find. <laughs> right. Barry. And, and by the way, remember, this show is about not about Frankie as wonderful as she is, not about Barry Shaw, yeah, sounds like a great guy. This show is about you, why are you the one listening? And about you becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And I guarantee, guarantee or your money back that you use the things we're going to be talking about today, and you will be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Barry, you have been such a positive force, and this book, The Joy of Living, is such a great gift for anybody, but you absolutely are living the possibility, and and you do it every day with who you are and what you're sharing with us with the world tell us the role of swimming oh this is too much fun <laughs> i could barely walk frankie you know when i speak to groups i thought just before pandemic now it's almost two years i spoke to a group of 5200 people in the audience hey no mask you know real people talking and i'm telling the story of barry shore and uh, people raise their hands hey Barry Shore, I've been up for hours, I haven't seen any miracles, and I ask you, I ask people, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water, drink, food to eat, place to sleep, family, friends, they're all miracles. You know what the proof of this is? A million people didn't get out of bed this morning, Frankie. You know why? They died. So if you're listening to this right now, I didn't. You have an obligation to live exuberantly, but here's the funnest, funnest part of all. I can barely walk. 
And I have a close friend who is an aquatic therapist. That means that he helps people use the water to learn how to move things again. And he said, I'm going to have you out of your chair in a year. Okay, didn't happen, but didn't matter because I, I just loved being in the water. And we lived in Southern California at the time and close to pools and such. So we, we, he put me in the water over the course of about a year and a half. I was able to move some of my limbs. Now, I had flotation devices on my legs and my body so I wouldn't drown and things like that. But suffice it to say, one day, after about a year and a half of this, I was able to move my arms off my head, and I moved myself forward. <laughs> and I kept doing it back and forth in the pool. I would hit my head in the pool a lot of times. It didn't matter. I just kept going. It took about 98 minutes that I swam a mile one day without wow. stopping. Imagine oh, that. Gosh, no, no, no. Very, I love that. I love that. So I hey, we have to, to take a one. quick, we have to take a quick break. So we will be back with Barry Shore, the ambassador of play stress and be happy, which is what he is. By the way, how do they get dinner with Barry? That wonderful, wonderful newsletter you send out. Oh, Dinner with Barry, it's free, 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 as is a gift I have. Just go to my website, barryshore.com, free gift worth $50 that I give out this season, and just say, I want Dinner with Barry newsletter. Oh, it's fabulous. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said one minute. I couldn't hear. I'm, I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things. I'm glad I have another minute with you. So you were able to swim I, I swam that, a mile without stopping. That mile. And I, and I said if I could do it once, I could do it again. And again, remember, I'm still paralyzed from my waist down, as I am today, right? I can't get out of the chair I'm sitting in without pushing on this button. But suffice to say, if I could do it once, I could do it again. I did it again. I did it twice a week. And we're going to have you again. We're going to have you again. Mr. Smile and Joy, in just a moment, we'll take a quick break. Now we're ready for the break. I'm Frankie Boyer, Biz Talk Radio. Go to BarryShore.com. We'll be back with this extraordinary man. Stay tuned. I'm up in the spotlight. Oh, does it feel right? Well, the altitude seems to get to me. I'm up on the tie wire. Welcome back. It's Frankie Boyer. And when you hear the word Python, you kind of like creep out, don't you? Well, not my next guest. Oh, absolutely not. Amy is with us. Amy Sieve is a professional Python hunter. And people are thinking, Amy, what do you mean you're a Python hunter? What is a professional Python hunter? Do tell everyone, please. Right, right. Yes, yes. People just kind of look at me and say, wait a minute, what? So I have been hired by the state of Florida to actually go out and capture and euthanize the invasive pythons that have been decimating the mammal population here in Florida. So they are an invasive species and they have to go. So that is what I do. So what is it about the python and why do you have to do this? Explain the backstory. Sure. So they are not originally from here. They're from Southeast Asia. And they were brought here because of the pet trade. 
but more importantly, in 1992, Hurricane Andrew came through and demolished a breeding facility and sent thousands of Burmese pythons into the Everglades. So what happened is they now are an established species here. They're the apex predator. They have no other predators and all of the animals here don't recognize them as a threat because they're not originally from here. So the pythons so it's kind of screwed up the whole and everything. Yeah. So it kind of screws up the whole ecosystem. It does. It does. It's it's really wreaking havoc on our ecosystem and things that we don't even we won't even know for years down the line are happening right now. So it's a big problem. So uh, but the, the snakes don't creep you out. Tell us how you, you're able to do your job. Why are you not afraid of snakes like most people, especially women? Sure, absolutely. When I was little, my dad put me in a creek and taught me how to catch all these critters. And I just had some fascination with snakes. And ever since then, it's just been this passion of mine. And I'm like, you know, why couldn't it be something normal like kittens or puppies or something like that? You know, <laughs> but no, right. it's snakes. So that's when, so it's always been a hobby. And I was a real estate broker for 13 years before this. And then I heard about this problem. I came down here, saw what it was all about. And I said, you know what? This is what I was supposed to be doing. So I moved down here and became a python hunter. So I don't know why I I'm just... not afraid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but you're not afraid. You just, you do <laughs> this not. willingly. I do. You do, I do. this. I, I, my hobby can now make a difference in the world. So I feel good about that. And you're saving the, the, the glades. And there's a picture of you with how big a Python is that? Uh, 17 feet, 17 feet, three inches, 110 pounds. Wow. That, yeah, that's my biggest and, one. I caught her by myself. Wow. Now, <laughs> you're not afraid. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's fun for me, actually, uh, to go out there. It's a huge adrenaline rush. I mean, when you get out there and, you know, I mean, this is a... a you're night, a little bit of a night. thing, by the way. You're a petite woman. <laughs> yeah, the, the python weighs 10 pounds less than me, for sure. But, you know, we, we yeah. go out at night. We are in the back, you know, in the trucks. We've got our lights on. We're looking for pythons. And then when someone sees it, jump out. We yell python. We jump on it. And, you know, we capture it. It's all live captures. You know, we don't have, we don't euthanize them in the field. And we bag them up and put them in the back of the truck and go on to get the next one. So there's no way to keep them alive, though. I think I asked you that question because I was so curious about this. You can't keep yeah. them alive because they're just not a... We cannot. And that's the unfortunate part. And people say, hey, you know, you love snakes. Why are you killing them? Obviously, that's the worst part of this. Um, so, you know, I've made it my mission to figure out how to use as much of the python as possible. So I do make leather products, but we cannot, you know, they've, they've explored every way to try to to make this a last resort as far as euthanizing. There are between 100,000 and 300,000 pythons out there. And, you know, they live to be 20 years. They eat deer when they get big, you know, so there's no way we can't say, Hey, will you please take this home with you? <laughs> you know, there's no way to do that. There's no way to ship them back to Southeast Asia because they're already in a established uh, population yeah. here. So they have their own set of diseases and parasites and all of that. So it's just, it's a, it's a, it's not a good situation. So this is our only choice. Oh my gosh. But you are making great products from them and you do have them available 
on your website and give that out? I do. It's pythonhuntress.com. And yeah, I do. I make actually the only Apple watch band in the world that's made from the invasive Python. So, you know, anything that we can do to, to kind of, you know, honor them and, you know, have not let them go to waste is what I want to do. Right. And I will tell right. you, exactly. a lot of people ask me, you know, if we can eat them. And I took a Python up to a chef in Fort Myers to have him make, you know, some dishes for us. And they were very good, except Python is so chewy. Oh my gosh. It is crazy chewy. It's like you get bored. And so I wouldn't, recommended it's not like rattlesnake rattlesnake isn't as chewy because they're not as muscular but also there's levels of mercury in it which so the state hasn't approved it to be sold for food and they right. probably never will right 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 um what's the colors most of the colors the colors of, of the, the skins python the skins yeah okay so um well the python is uh, like a brown black cream color but when i have them them professionally tanned it's a it's like a chrome tan and it, what happens with all leathers including cow leather is when you tan it it comes out like white and then they dye it to be whatever color they want so a lot of the so when i do it it comes out white with the the black pattern still and then i dye it different colors like purple and teal and brown and other cool colors for my product so I want to ask you this question. What would happen if you were accidentally stung by one? Well, it would, it would be bitten and I get bitten a lot. They have, I mean, I meant bitten. Yeah. Yeah. They um, are not venomous, but they have a mouthful of razor sharp teeth. And so it's, it's not fun and it bleeds a lot. I don't recommend it, but you know, no, I wouldn't it recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I, you are so brave. I wanted everybody to hear about your story and, and the fact that you're doing this heroic job and give us the best website, please. Yes, it's pythonhuntress.com and you can also follow me on Instagram at pythonhuntress underscore Amy. Uh, Amy, so, yeah, God bless you. Thank so you so much. Oh my gosh, thank this was you. so exciting to have you with us. And thank all of you. This has been another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for Biz Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day, everybody. And as always, and smile. smile through your fears and sorrow. Smile. And maybe tomorrow you'll see that life is still worthwhile if you just. Smile